versus the world productions podcasts and blogs by geeks for geeks www.vtwproductions.com listen to the emperor's court sundays at 6 p.m eastern your three-hour break from internet porn www.vtwproductions.com and now it's time for sword and laser live Hey, thank with, you, everybody. Hey! With your hosts, Veronica Belmont and Tom Merritt. Yes, hello. Okay, so we are actually going to record like a regular episode and stuff. So we're going to turn around and look the other way, pretend you're not here. Yeah, that's typically how we do things. So uh, when everyone gets settled and quiet, we can start the show. <laughs> Dear Lord. I'm, 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 like, I'm having a beer now because I'm so filled with rage over losing <laughs> the, the trivia contest. I take things very seriously. Very, very seriously. Oh, I don't no, know if you noticed over the years. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. Okay, so um, when we're ready. And three. Oh, should we play the theme song? Are first? we recording? Just Are we recording? Check. Yeah. Are things being recorded? We're good. Awesome. All right. Do you want to play the theme song? Oh, do I have it? I don't know. Do you have it? No. Pretend you hear the theme song right now. <laughs> it's all right. We don't have to. I have a Game of Thrones I'll edit it later. Song. No, just leave it. Just leave it. It'll right. make my editing easier if you don't do it now. Make it. No, stop. Really. Don't do it. No, but now no, I, stop. I, no, I don't challenge. want you to do it. I want to find no, it. No, no, but you can find it, but you can't play it. Okay. Fine. Anyway. And three, two. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sword and Laser, episode number 104. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt, and we are live at Nerdtacular 2012. Yeah. Thank you all for uh, hanging out. I know it's been a long day with a lot of stuff going on. We appreciate you uh, coming in here and sitting down and listening to us record our podcast. we got some stuff to give away of our own, mm-hmm. so spread the word. we got some Sword and Laser t-shirts, and uh, we're going to ask you some questions. We're going to get you guys involved in the book discussion as well. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, we're a science fiction and fantasy book club, podcast, and video show. Um, you can check out our video show at uh, youtube.com slash geekandsundry every other Friday. Um, but right now, we are going to talk about some of the news in a section that we call the Quick Burns. Oh, but wait. We do have our What Are We Drinking segment as well. Oh, right. Which yeah. is what we do for the audio show. And to Today we we're not are allowed drinking. to do this on the video show. Oh, we're not. YouTube says we can't. We're doing a wasatch. Wasatch? Wasatch. 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 <laughs> First Amendment lager. It's delicious. Cheers. It is quite tasty. Cheers. Yeah. All right. Mm. This is I think this is Paul Utah, and Storm's right? beer okay. for their green room, Make but sure. we broke into it anyway. <laughs> so uh, now it's time for the quick burns, which is our news of the week. And uh, first up, we have some award winners uh, for this coming uh, past past month or so. Yeah. Uh, so these are the um, what, which were the David Gemmel Legend Award for mm-hmm. best novel uh, was awarded last week to Patrick Rothfuss for The Wise Man's Fear. Yeah. yeah. Very well deserved. Uh, other winners at the award ceremony were Helen Lowe for Air of the Night for the Morning Star Award for Best Debut, and Raymond Swanland for the Ravenheart Award for Best Cover Art for Blood of an Arian. Mm-hmm. And do we have any Song of Ice and Fire fans in the audience Probably today? Probably not. No. Well, yeah, look at that. Huh. Yeah, a few, uh, one or kidding. two. 
Um, so there's a brand new essay anthology coming out called Beyond the Wall, which has essays having to do with the world of the song in Ice and Fire, including an essay written by Adam Adam from the Word Zone. And, Adam uh, Whitehead. Adam Whitehead. Which of I'm Colchester, very... Essex, United Kingdom. Yes, and so I'm excited to read this one. I would love to do some, uh, to do some research into the, all the different authors that contributed to the book and check out the essays. It's, you know, not since Tolkien can I, ma- I remember so many people writing ancillary content about a, an entire universe, an mm-hmm. entire world. You know, we are actually planning on doing a sword and laser anthology. Are there any writers out there that would be interested in contributing short stories or anything like that? Everyone's like, no, we got They're being one. pointed out by their friends. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, I'm a secret. Oh, stop that. Don't, don't shut up. Um, yeah, we're excited about that because we, we, there's a lot of people in our audience that write or who are interested in writing or getting into writing more. And I think it'd be a good opportunity for people to test out their, their writing skills and, and be part of a published work, ourselves included. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have more details on that when we finally get around to getting organized and having more details yeah. on that. Uh, our next story is the politics in Game of Thrones attack ads from Mother Jones. Has anybody seen these yet? Uh, they're parodies of political attack ads, but there's one about, you know, where's the birth certificate for Joffrey Baratheon? Uh, <laughs> Rob Stark's a big celebrity, but can he rule when he can't protect his own castle? Uh, and uh, we'll play you this one. Uh, hopefully this, this all works out. Uh, this is the attack ad against uh, the Khaleesi and her claim on the throne of Westeros. Give it a little room for buffer here. And please don't play me a pre-roll, YouTube. Please don't be loud either. Okay, here we go. No, no sound. Dragons. Oh, here we go. From the beginning. Daenerys Targaryen. She says she is the mother of dragons. But would you trust her with your kids? Her father was a maniac. She palled around with Dothraki terrorists. She asked the city of Carth for a government bailout. Then she lost three baby dragons. That's the sound of dragons popping up, by the way. Unlocked wooden box. An unlocked wooden box. This Khaleesi wants to be queen of the Seven Kingdoms. Can she be trusted? Daenerys Targaryen. Wrong for dragons. Wrong for the realm. So, are you people going to vote for Khaleesi after hearing that? I mean, seriously. They're like, yes. Yeah, absolutely. She's awesome. dragons. Have you seen her kick ass? She's amazing. (laughs) So, we all have TV series that have been canceled. Uh, You know, like Firefly, for example. (sighs) Stargate Universe. Pushing Daisies. Caprica, eh. Mm. Eh. Mixed feelings, eh. mixed feelings. Could have gotten better. Never okay, know. We'll never better, know now. Yeah. Um, but so uh, io9 has a story about some books to replace your favorite television series once they do become canceled. And there's some pretty good picks on here. Uh, for Firefly, for example, they say you may want to check out, consider, fl- I can never say that, Flebus, Ian and Banks. I think it, Flebus? Flebus? Ian Banks? Flebus? Flebus? Yeah. P-H-L-E-B-A-S. Yeah, Flebus. consider Flebus. <laughs> consider learning how to pronounce this and then ordering it at your bookstore. Yeah, but they say, um, 
Joss Whedon's beloved show is probably never coming back in any form other than comics and the occasional unofficial novel, The Book sub Substitute, Consider Flevis by Ian M. Banks. We recommend this book, the first novel in the culture series, a lot, but it really fits here, like Firefly. Consider Flevis is about someone who's on the losing side of a huge space war, in this case, the war between the super-advanced culture and the Idirian Empire. You know, this is the hardest part of my job, is pronouncing the crap that they name stuff in sci-fi fantasy books. It's really hard. And then you, you don't have any basis for Well, no, the worst comparison. part is, is that you, there really isn't a right way. It's not like there's a dictionary you can go look it up in, in a right. lot of cases. And then the fans are like outraged yeah. at your pronunciation. And then they decide on a certain pronunciation. Including and the, myself. And then the author is like, nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not how I planned it at all. Uh, for Caprica... Uh, if you even like were not sad that it got canceled but wished it had been better, uh, maybe check out Virtual Girl by Amy Thompson. It's a 1993 novel, follows an artificial intelligence that used to live entirely in a virtual reality setting with only limited input from the outside world that gets ported to an actual human body and has to learn to cope with all the input she suddenly receives. So it's kind of that storyline, but written out into a novel and probably much better. Yeah. I'm guessing. And our final bit of news today is all about the new Reading Rainbow iPad app. Yay! Which I'm very excited about. <laughs> Who here was a big Reading Rainbow fan back in the day? Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book. Nice. A Reading Rainbow. <laughs> you have to get really into that stuff. Did you watch it as a kid? Me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched big it with time. my younger every, brother when he was a week. kid. Yeah, it was one of my favorite shows. What? Well, I think you just called yourself old. I'm really old. Okay. <laughs> um, but he's got a new iPad app. LeVar Burton is, of course, very involved. And there's also a website companion where parents can go on and, and learn more about what the kids are reading and that kind of stuff. I kind of consider us like the sci-fi fantasy version of Reading Rainbow. Like, maybe we're I not wish. for kids. I wish. I hope we can be as like, good as that. Like, I would love that. to do yeah. something for kids specifically, like a, like a separate sword and laser, but for kids kind of thing. But I can't... So maybe... Needle and laser pointer. <laughs> I think we'll work on a on the name yeah, later down the yeah, line. Something Sword safer, laser though. kids. Yeah. All right. We'll get Nick to do all the sound like intros and stuff. Well, hurry. He's almost an adult. I know. Uh, let's take a look at what's on the calendar coming out here soon. Uh, in case you're looking for some new things to read, we're recording this on June 23rd. It'll probably go up uh, June 24th or so. Uh, you may be listening to it next week. So by June 26th, you'll be able to buy Sky Dragons Dragon Riders of Pern by Anne and Todd McCaffrey, the final installment in the Pern saga. Uh, with all of Pern imperiled by the after effects of the plague, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> The only hope of the future lies in the past. That, that leaves most of the spoilers out yeah, of Yeah, we had Todd McCaffrey on the show recently, actually. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was nice we to at, meet him. When we were at Baycon. Was anyone at Baycon? It's kind of far from here. That would be an incredible there. intersection if you were at Baycon. And at also, North I like Tiger. how it sounds like bacon. Yeah, I know. You keep saying that. <laughs> they need to play that part up more. I know. They, they don't use that enough in their marketing. Because we all have those great, like, the badges that you stick to your guest badge. There should be, like, a bacon badge. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Maybe there was. Ooh, Nerdtacular should do that next yeah. time. Yeah. So, you know when you go ribbons. to other conferences, you get the sticky things under your, under your badge, and then you can, like, make them really long, like a rainbow tail? We should do that. I'm just saying. 
What else is coming out June 26th, right, Veronica? Caliban's War by James S.A. Corey. Um, on Ganymede, breadbasket of the outer planets, a Martian marine watches as her platoon is slaughtered by a monstrous super soldier. On Earth, a high-level politician struggles to prevent interplanetary war from reigniting. And on Venus, an alien proto-molecule has overrun the planet, wreaking massive, mysterious changes and threatening to spread out into the solar system. Boy, there's wow. a lot coming out on June 26th. Hammer and the Blade by Paul S. Kemp. Uh, I heard a woo. Yeah, woo. nice. John and Neil. <laughs> He's a fan. Uh, also, Edge by Koji Suzuki. Uh, it's about uh, the quantum falling apart of the entire world. And then uh, June 28th, Lord of Slaughter, the Claw Trilogy 3 by M.D. Lachlan. Yep, and then on July 3rd, we have the year's best science fiction, the 29th annual collection by Gardner's Dozoi. Edited by Gardner And the Apocalypse Codex, a Laundry Files novel by Charles Strauss. And Iron Gray Sea, I don't know how to say that word. Destroyer Men? Destroyer Men? Mm -hmm. Destroyer Men? By Tyler Anderson. There's Uh, too many. Yeah. This is boring. Thief Taker by D.B. Jackson, Neverwinter Nights, R.A. Salvatore. (laughs) It goes on and on If you want more, we have a calendar section on the website where you can read of all the upcoming releases. But we should uh, take a moment to thank our sponsor, which is Audible. Uh, This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of downloadable digital audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. Yes, I just did that from memory. Yeah, you did. I noticed you weren't reading that. (laughs) (laughs) And if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash sword, you can get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Uh, we were wondering if any of you guys had any recommendations of audiobooks that you've been listening to that you would recommend to our audience. Yeah, just shout it out. We have one in the, well, no, that's too disorderly. One in the back. Jackie. The Jackie Faber books? Jackie Faber. Okay, then we got one right here. Anything by Andrew Maine. His minions are yes. everywhere. But it's a good point. It's a good. Re- it's a good suggestion. I think you call them manions. Manions. <laughs> Andrew manions. Awesome. No. And we got one back there behind our Andrew Manion. Yes. Yes, all the Patrick Rothfuss books are fantastic. That's a, a really good fan. one because he just won the award. So if you're like, hey, who is this guy? Name of the Wind, Wise Man's mm-hmm. Fear. They are. That's how I. Got introduced to Patrick Rothfuss was uh, reading the audiobook. Or oh, yeah? Re- yeah, listening to the audiobook for Name of the Wind. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really well done. Really yeah. good one. Um, so now it's time for Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. And uh, our first subject is to unlem. So does anyone here know what to lem a book means? To lem a book, L E M. It's does named after Stanislav Lem, a fantastic <laughs> Polish science fiction author, an award winning Polish science fiction author who. I picked one of the worst examples of his writing to make Veronica read, and she couldn't finish it. So now we call not finishing a book, lemming the book. It's lemming, to lem, the verb, yes, yeah. after memoirs found in a bathtub. I'm I sorry. I still love that I'm book. sorry. I know, I feel bad about that. Um, but Ken writes, uh, to unlem a book, is there any books that you guys went back to and actually read after you had decided that you were lemming it? And his pick was The Once and Future King, which is a fantastic book that we actually read for the podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, and then he started to get a lot of uh, good uh, Arthurian ar- alternatives mm-hmm. uh, to help him rid the Lem book from his mind. Uh, the Winter King, Bernard Cornwell. Uh, the High Kings uh, is another good one recommended. Are there any books that you guys Jeffrey have Jeffrey of Monmouth? Seriously, be- someone goes like, just read Jeffrey of Monmouth. Go to the source material. <laughs> or Chrétien like, de Troyes. That's like Lemming Lord of the Rings and, t- and someone saying, just go read the Cimmerillion. Yeah. 
a little light reading for you. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Just go read a book on linguistics. <laughs> Just go write your own language. Yeah. Just go create one. It'll be much Start better. Start your own world building, whatever. Um, okay. Next and then, well, the other thing we have from the forums to talk about before we involved uh, you folks, but we kind of want your opinion as well, uh, is our book discussion episodes on the video right now are every two weeks. And we want to give everyone a month to read the book, so we don't know if it makes a difference if we kick off the book on the show, like at the beginning and end of the month, or if it's okay to have the kickoff and wrap-ups every two weeks, and then folks just kind of watch it whenever. Well, we've Wait, got you want to ask, ask their opinion? I don't think they want they don't, Does anyone listen to the show here? Okay. All right. Does anyone read better. along with the books? Huh? Huh? And do you like, would you rather it started at the, the, the book club kickoff, start right at the beginning of the month, and then the show also be at the end of the month so that you have the full, so right, right now, kind of like the kickoff is like the first, in the first week-ish, and then the wrap-up episode of the video show is like the week before the end of the month. Yeah, so basically you have like three weeks, yeah. And not enough time? Okay, so she's a bad example because she The fast it readers the first don't week. care because yeah. they're all ahead anyway. That's a, <laughs> no, that's a good point. It's a, the, people, the problem is that people read at different rates. Yeah, and I read very slowly these days. Oh, I read much slower than you. No, you don't. Yeah. You finish I just, all the books. No, I just start everything early. Oh. I cheat. Well, the next book for this upcoming month I think we can share in this episode is going to be uh, Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey, um, which is actually the book that comes before Caliban's War, which is the book that we mentioned earlier. So if you start reading that, it won our poll on the website with 48% uh, of the vote out of four books. So yeah, you guys with all really precincts to reporting. Um, so it is a laser pick this time around. Yeah. Um, if you haven't watched the show, much alternating. we alternate sword and laser. I'm the sword, Tom is the laser. Um, I usually just pick the books I want to read. I don't James, let them vote on it. <laughs> James S. A. Corey is a uh, is a joint pseudonym. So Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank combined to write on this. Daniel Abraham writes fantasy stuff a lot of the time, but this is a science fiction uh, kind of kind of a space opera. Some people call it film noir, but it's it's split into two sort of storylines. You have kind of a, a, a detective storyline that takes place in the asteroid belt. And then you have a more traditional spaceship military storyline that takes place out uh, towards Jupiter. And there's an unidentified explosion that looks like it was caused by a terrorist group, but it's not. And then it's the start of an interplanetary war between Earth, Mars, and the asteroids. And everyone's caught in the middle and trying to figure out what this conspiracy theory is. And there may be an alien involved. I won't tell you because that's a spoiler, but at the beginning of the book, you find out that there may be an alien involved in all of this. So it's a, it's a really great sci-fi pick uh, that I think folks are really going to have a good time enjoying because it's a great story. It's one of those examples where it's not just the world that's created that you enjoy and the story is kind of good enough to get you along. It's an excellent story as well. Great. Um, do you want to read this email? I sure. All right, I'll read the email. Well, uh, I had to get to it. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I thought we were going to ask for uh, if anyone had read Tigana. Did anyone read Tigana? By Guy Gabriel K. That was our, our wrap-up book. Okay. No, they didn't, no. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about, do you want to go right to the email? Yeah. Dan says, I just posted this in the What Else Are You Reading forum. I wanted to make sure you saw it since I know you like supporting cool Kickstarter projects. This one is a techno-epic spiritual fiction graphic novel created by Wired Magazine co-founder Kevin Kelly with several talented writers and artists, and they've already com completed 
the free-to-read book one and are looking for funding for book two. Uh, the Silver Cord is the name of it. It's a free graphic novel, uh, but if you support them on Kickstarter, you'll have to pay a little bit, but you'll make sure it happens. Uh, so that's a, that's a cool thing to support. I, love, I like showing off those Kickstarter projects. There's so many good ones. It's hard to... I mean, everyone who contributed to this one, of course, for Nerdtacular is awesome, but I feel like I've, I've done, I've given away a lot of money to Kickstarter in the past like six months, because there's so many cool projects, it's hard not to. And especially when it's people like Brian Ibbett and Len Peralta, or like Bill Corbett and Scott Johnson, and all these great people that are in the community that are doing amazing stuff. It's, it's hard not to throw money at them. Take my money. Um, so we thought we'd do a little competition to see uh, in the audience who is a sword and who is a laser today. So I, if you can't figure out from the name, sword is fantasy, laser is sci-fi. I can't see what book that is. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we were wondering if anyone was willing to kind of, you know, take, take control of their genre and be the representative for either sword and laser. Is there anyone here who thinks of themselves as like the ultimate sci-fi fan? We want to have a debate, fan. essentially, between yeah? the fantasy and the science fiction genres. Ice Worm? You want to take the laser side? Do you want to take the laser? Do we have a fantasy representative? Yeah, oh, all right. Link. All right. So, okay. <laughs> so that's our fantasy representative. And, and did you want to be the sci-fi representative? Because we're going to have, like, you have to plead your case. Uh, all right. All right, come on up. Yeah, come on up toward, towards the front. This is going to be debate style. Um, modified Oxford the rules. Too. They can stand maybe here. We'll just give you enough, 60 seconds to really state the case yeah. why. Nice. Nice. Why fantasy is better than science fiction. Now, how are we going to determine who goes first? Because it's sword. It's sword, sword fight. Laser. Sword fight! Yeah, nice. <laughs> My sword shoots lasers, buddy! Oh, his sword shoots lasers. Okay, uh -oh. well, hold on, hold on, before we get in a, a Don't get fight too heated. Here. Uh, who thinks that sword should go first? Just make noise. <laughs> who, do you think la who thinks lasers should go first? Oh. All right, sounds like laser All is right. up. Laser, you have 60 seconds to state the case why science fiction is the genre of choice. You can say whatever you want, whatever, says, whatever your heart says. I'll just start with two words, Star Trek. Oh, no, you got 60 yeah. seconds, so yeah. you'll need more than two words. Two more words, Star Wars, but not the new stuff, just the old stuff. <laughs> you only get to talk once. Warp drive, phasers, lightsabers, light guns, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Darth Vader. Oh, wow. William freaking Shatner. <laughs> that is not case. <laughs> all right, all Patrick right. Stewart. Patrick Stewart. I, I love me a ball, gentlemen. I do. It's true. <laughs> hey, Brian. And space travel. Hey, Brian. Hey, ben, what's up? <laughs> and uh, again, Patrick Stewart. Time's up. All, all right, right. Thank right. you. I like it. That was good. Good job. Good job. Good. Well done. Well played. All right, now let's hear why sword is the best. First off, first off, right off the bat, four words. Lord of the Rings! Lord of the mother effing rings! One of those words is an article. We also have, Patrick, we also have 
Patrick Stewart. Mm. We also have Gandalf the freaking White. <laughs> uh, look at me, do I, do I need to say more? Greatest fantasy video game genre franchise ever, The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Great All Link right. costume, by the way. I will I grant do. you that. Yes, he is wearing a Link costume. Uh, not counting the new stuff, Final Fantasy. The greatest <laughs> franchise. Where, um, where, where's the cutoff point for you? Seven or ten? Six was the last great Six. one. Six. Okay. Kafka, All right. greatest Hardcore. video game villain ever next Old to Ganon. All right. Okay. We also have, not the movie, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> World of Warcraft! Yeah. Oh, playing to the fan base there. You know, Skyrim, Assassin's Creed is technically fantasy. Yeah, give it to you. Yeah, maybe not. I, 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 will, I will acknowledge early Star Wars, but without fantasy, there would be no science fiction. Oh, and that's it. Time's that's up. Good words. ending argument, though. All right, so all in favor of laser? Clap. <laughs> All in favor of sword? I think the swords have it. Thank you. Thank you. I Nicely done. You guys want, we get, you got, you already have a t-shirt. Laser already has a t-shirt, but let's get you a t-shirt. Epic, epic rap battles. Yes. Fantasy rap battle. Epic rap battles of history. We'll I can't really call it history soon. because it doesn't work. Uh, what size? Yeah, what size? For your t-shirt. Oh. We're giving you a t-shirt. Did I tell you I were giving you, you a tissue? Okay, perfect. Congrats. Well done, well I done. I have to say. What's your name, by the way? What's your name, Link? Chris. Chris, from where? Well done, Chris, thank you so much. Oh, right from here in Salt Lake, awesome. Well, thank you for coming, you did a great job. <sighs> you know, I was gonna do a trivia question, but then I did it anyway before the trivia contest with the, oh, your uh, Avengers the George R. R. Martin question in Avengers. Yeah. Uh, well, we could do the house motto. What's the house motto? Uh, we ask people to come up with their own house motto. If, you know, the best house motto as, as judged by us wins a t-shirt. House motto. You know, like in, in, the, uh, in the Song of Ice and Fire. Okay, does anyone have a house motto they want to share? Or a sigil. A sigil? What's your sigil and why? <laughs> yeah, oh, we, we got, got, oh, oh okay. Ryan's <laughs> running that way. We the stream, sorry. <laughs> All right, where I didn't see. You. Okay, can you say I don't? We don't have a microphone. No, Brian's Brian's. Run, get, Nibbit, run! We'll get we'll get to you. Okay, hang right, on. We'll start on this side first. Neither by chance nor by fate. Ooh, well neither done. Neither by chance like nor it. by fate. It I was like all it. on purpose. I've got one way the heck over here. You didn't say anyone that would else be running in the middle involved? as he's coming over that would like to participate. <laughs> oh, you can't raise your hand now. He just left that right area. Right there, right there in the back. My right. sigil is there. Would, there was supposed to be no running involved. <laughs> it's a not running man. I was told there would man. be no running. Latin is sic gorgiamus alus sagittarius nunc which is, we would gladly devour those who would seek to oppress us. Ooh. That's pretty good. I eat babies. I like it. I eat, ba I eat babies. <laughs> Who was in the original I Eat Babies Guild? Anybody? Wow, a couple. Yeah! Scott. Yeah! <laughs> so, little known fact, but uh, the guild for which, uh, you know, Randy and, and, and Scott and I founded, uh, before it was AIE, it was known as I Eat Babies. And Blizzard made us change it. 
I wonder why. <laughs> but yeah, that's the, that's the backstory in that. Okay, and you've got, don't forget the uh, guy you passed over there too. Oh, yeah. And then we'll, we'll get to you next. Uh, always bet on black. <laughs> that's good advice. Yeah, that's good advice. All right, we got, we got this one right here. Um, I wager my destiny on new tricks. I believe the future can be changed. I believe I can alter its outcome. Nice. Mm. Woo! <laughs> nice. All right. Oh, we got, we got another. Okay, go ahead. A swift punch to the neck will solve any problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's right up there with bet on black. Just words to live by. Oh, we're getting lots of them now. Yeah. Okay, so this is the house for both of us. Okay. F them if they can't take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and it, do, do you have a house name to go with that? <laughs> That's good. I kill to quiet the voices in my head. <laughs> that is from the Andrew Manion. <laughs> yeah. Right behind I'm sure you, you would be proud. over there. Captain Hammer. We, uh, we use this for our kids and for our Cub Scouts. Don't do stupid stuff. Don't That's do really... stupid stuff. We got Codex up here in the front. Yes, good Codex outfit. Ladies and gentlemen, Felicia Day. <laughs> <laughs> Safety third. Safety third. <laughs> At wait, but I want to know what she thinks is first and second. Sex and cookies. <laughs> I just made that yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow, we've got more. I think we need two microphone readers up here. I feel bad because he was right next to that, to this one over here before. More silent than the night, more deadly than the dawn. More silent than the night, more deadly than the dawn. De oh, deadly I than said the dog. I was like, why? It's not a nice dog. Why is the dawn so deadly? What, so deadly. What's wrong with it? He's silent but deadly. Silent but deadly. <laughs> Dills. Dills. Uh, wh whoever, sm uh, whoever smelled the Delta. <laughs> <laughs> that goes uh, along with the silent dog. <laughs> the silent but deadly dog. The silent this, dog did it. This is one that's heard in our house quite a bit. Like it or lump it. Yeah. Like it or lump it. Another good, another good I'm gonna classic. I'm going to say like it or lemon. it. Yeah. Like it or lemon. it. <laughs> Those that's are your my choices. You we have more? one guy in the tadpole over here. Yeah. Is like, uh, his arm's about to fall off. Run, Ibit, run! I love that we have the tadpole physically represented. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. That's the uh, Frog Pants Network chat room for anybody ah. in the Sword and Laser audio podcast who doesn't know. Uh, so ours is um, mise en place, which is a French culinary term for everything in its place. Ah. Ah. Is, isn't wife, it also a cinema term? My wife is a chef, so oh, nice. why we go by that one. Mise en scene? Mise en oh, so maybe that's it's a radiohead term, too. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Oh, we got yeah, one, one more. One more right here. Right here. We really did tell him that there would be no running. <laughs> or crying. There's no crying and mic jockeying, Ibit. In my house for my kids, it's eat it or wear it. Eat it or wear it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I would be careful giving them that option. Do they take it? Oh, they have. I've got pictures to prove it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would figure. <laughs> Makes for some good spaghetti I want to see that up on a banner as they're marching into war. Eat it or wear right, it. We'll take, we'll take one more. <laughs> By the power of Grayskull. <laughs> Tease ahead to film sack coming soon. Of Grayskull. <laughs> Spoiler. 
Nice. All right, we got, well, yeah, we got another one right here. I did say one more, but we'll, we'll let it go. Okay, sorry. Okay. okay, that's it. The last one. No more hands. Respect my authority. Okay. okay. The, there's the smart way, then there's the awesome way. <laughs> nice. All right. Nice. I like that. Wow, too many to choose from. I know. I don't know if we have enough. Okay. We oh, definitely don't have enough T-shirts, but we need to pick the best one out of that group. Um, my personal favorite was Codex. Well, I like duh. Safety Third. I think that was my, my personal favorite. Did you have a... <laughs> She's like, I'm biased, but me too. Joel, did you have a personal favorite to help me out? Yeah, out, out of the ones you heard. Any, any stick with you? Or Scott? If... Eat, Eat it or wear, wear it? it. <laughs> All right, you guys go get t-shirts. Don't do stupid stuff. Don't do stupid yeah. stuff. Should we put it to a crowd vote no, on I all three? No, I just told them to we'll get I'm not going to take okay. it back now. All okay, right. all three. Fine. That would be awful. All right, if you guys want to come up, we have a few sizes. Yeah. We'll do those. Will the authors of the winning house mottos please come forward? But everyone was great. Yeah, those were all fantastic. Yeah, nice job. Give them all a big hand. I don't know if I want to do that much. Yeah, all, all right. right. I'm going to guess your, I think that's for her. So we'll just open it up to a general Q&A for the last few minutes that we've got here. Uh, if anybody's got questions about science fiction and fantasy, about Sword and Laser podcast, uh, about anything in particular, what George raise R. your Martin's hand. Like. Brian Ibbett is there, and we'll take, we won't be able to get to all the questions. We'll take as many as we can. What what Go ahead and say your name, too. Uh, I think the mic's not working. Hello. Good. Thank you. My name is Zach. Hey! <laughs> What's up? What authors do we have lined up? I will tell you shortly. We both the go question running is, to the schedule. what authors do you have lined up? The question is, how fast can Tom and Veronica open the Google Doc where it lists all of the authors that they have lined up? Um, well, I know we've got Michael Stackpole coming up in the future. On the audio podcast, that's yeah, right. On the audio yeah. podcast. And um, then on the video podcast, we have Rob Reed, is uh, author of Year Zero, is our next guest on the video show. Uh, that's coming July 6th. Daniel Suarez, uh, he's the author of Freedom TM and Demon, will be on the show July 20th. Great books, yeah. Uh, we tentatively have John Scalzi and Neil Gaiman on the docket. We've got to lock down some dates for them. Uh, and Adam Christopher, author of Empire State, is coming August 17th. Yeah. Yay! We're excited about those. Hello? All right. Uh, hi, I'm hi. Matt. I'm from hi, Matt. Atlanta. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, I, you might have answered this question earlier and I missed it, but um, what's a not super expanded universe or expansive universe kind of uh, a book that I can get into because I've never really read a lot of science fiction or fantasy besides, you know, mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings, stuff like that. Um, so could you suggest a kind of simple, maybe a single book or a series that I could start out with to try to get more into it? Yeah, yeah well, go ahead. I'm respecting your authority. Oh. <laughs> um, first of all, that mic needs to be a little bit louder because we can barely hear the questions from the audience. But um, also, uh, let's see. So my usual pick for, for starter sci-fi is Ender's Game um, by Orson Scott Card. Uh, Kissing up to the Utah crowd with that yeah. one, too. That's Utah a good connection. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think it's a phenomenal book. It's technically a young adult novel, um, but I think it's, it's definitely more grown up than that. And Absolutely, it can be read by yeah. people of all ages. Um, so that's, that's probably my top pick. Um, 
I'm, you guys might boo me for this, but I thought The Hunger Games was great, the novels, the trilogy. Um, so yeah, I don't know if maybe you'd be into that, but they're quick, fast reads, and they're really, like, they're just, they move along pretty good. Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey, our next pick, is actually a really good introduction. Now, it is going to become a series of three books, so it doesn't quite exactly suit your, your request for a non-expanded universe, but, but at least you're getting in at the ground floor. And it's a really good story where it's got some hard sci-fi elements, but you're not going to get lost. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams, if you haven't read it. And you like comic versions. Is another, another yeah, version. pretty much anything by Terry Pratchett, too, I think is, is really great. Yeah. Um, and also, oh gosh, what was the one? So even though it's really thick, it's really big, um, The Wise Man's Fear, I'm sorry, uh, The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. For fantasy, yeah. For fantasy absolutely. is, is I think it's it, it, totally readable. It's, it's a big world, but I think it, it's, it's written in more of a modern language than some of the other books that are out there, so it's easily digestible, I think, for people just getting into genre fiction. Okay, maybe, uh, oh, we got one over here. where you're from? Hi, uh, Noah Smith from Belgium. Um, undercover Vag fan, have you ever yes. thought of doing, yes, <laughs> have you ever thought of doing a Vagil Fantasy uh, sword and laser crossover or have Tom on <laughs> Vagil Fantasy? Because that'd be kind of awesome. Absolutely. The it idea is, has been floated. The idea has been floated. It is kind of a girls club right now. So I think if, if any boy was invited onto the show, it Aww. would be Tom. I, that's very nice. Um, say. <laughs> the, let's say the idea has been threatened. The idea has been threatened. By yeah. them. I mean, we, some of the sword and laser picks we've done in the past have definitely had like a sexy time element to some of them. So I don't think it's out of the question uh, going forward. Yeah. We're letting Brian do the picks because he's the one holding the microphone. <laughs> Hi, I'm Christine. I'm from here in Utah. Hi. Hi, Christine. And you guys are the reason I came to this. Oh, oh thank you very you. much. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm a sword. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I like you anyway. <laughs> no, I love my sci-fi is like video and stuff in my fantasies books. But my question is, I tend to pick books that have certain elements, like usually I have to have a little bit of romance or a little bit of this. What do you guys find in your books that you pick? What are the things that really like, that you find is, that you always find in the books you love? Um, oh man, I think I really like flawed heroes. Like I like heroes that are kind of, they make bad choices. Um, like uh, uh, Logan Ninefingers from, um, yes. uh, from Joe Abercrombie's novels um, is one of my favorite characters. The King in Killer Chronicles, right? No. No, no. no that's Rothfuss. That's Rothfuss. Uh, First Blood Trilogy. Yes, yeah. the First Blood Trilogy. Um, I, I just love characters like that. And it's, it's actually one of the reasons why I like the Hound from A Song of Ice and Fire so much. He's one of my favorite characters in, in any series. Um, and I like, yeah, I just like characters like that who are ambiguous and, and who have issues. And I think because we all have issues and I think you know, characters that are very one-sided and, and kind of flat don't do it for me. And probably that's true of most people. I like clever characters, characters that you know, are unpredictable but smart, you know, it's like um, uh, in uh, Scott Lynch's Loch Lamora. Uh, in the lives, lives of, of Lock Lamora, Lamora yeah. uh, is an ex a great example of that in fantasy. Gentleman Bastard series, book one. Next. <laughs> I'm Zach, I'm from Salt Lake. Hey! Um, oh, sorry. Um, who do you think does character, better character development, Tad Williams or George R.R. R. Martin? Ooh. You were literally asking me about two of my all-time favorite authors. You That's knew a that, didn't you? That's a tough call, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. I, you know, that's harder for me to answer. I'll give you time to think uh, because I haven't read Tad Williams. Uh, I, I definitely need to read Tad Williams and it's on my list and there's just too, too many good things to read. We got to pick a Tad Williams book for a sword and laser pick one of these days just to make me get into it. Well, I think part of the problem is, is that with A Song of Ice and Fire, we've had so long to get to know these characters that you, you, the, the, the development has happened over time in like, I mean, 20 years um, but for Tad Williams, you know, he has so many great standalone novels, and yeah, the, the sci-fi stuff like the Otherland series is, is definitely long and goes on for, for five books, and it's great. Um, but I, I guess I'd have to say George R. R. Martin for this one. But I love you, Tad Williams. I love you. Okay, next. Hey, I'm Jace from Texas. Um, where do you guys fall on the, um, the larger fantasy, uh, like uh, multi-author titles like Dragonlance and Forgotten Realms? Have you dipped your toes in, or is it too much or what's the deal there? You know, I haven't really. I've, I've heard great things about Dragonlance and I would love to get into them, but I just, yeah, it's, it's one thing I haven't dug my heels into really yet, yeah. Yeah, for me, the, the only toes in that kind of water is the Star Wars series, the Star Trek series, like you know, it, those sorts of things. And I have, I've read a few, but I always feel like I'm missing some other book that is new characters that I haven't met yet uh, and so when the series go on that long, I start to say, well, I can get to that later. Let me go jump to something else uh, that, you know, is, is brand new or, or, or maybe won't last as long. Maybe it'll only be two or three books. The closest thing I got to that was the Next Generation paperbacks, like back in the day. I used to read all the Star Trek Next Generation yeah. uh, fiction, and it was great. Hi, I'm Cole from Southern California. Hi. And I have a question about your most recent uh, Sword and Laser video episode. I'm new to the Song of Ice and Fire series. I watched the HBO series with my girlfriend and then we just started into the book. I'm listening and she's actually reading because I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> Does not I'm make you lazy. <laughs> and I'm also, I just like listening to, to books. But um, my question is, can, like, with my experience of the universe, can I watch your interview without too much spoilers? Yes, yeah, <laughs> I think there's... there's I think there's, the one spoiler he, he warns about yeah. The maybe. one time he starts to spoil, he says, "Now I'm going to get a little spoilery here, but." But I don't so, think it's anything too dramatic. It's, it certainly isn't like the, a big revelation. Uh, it's minor, minor spoilers at worst, and you'll see him coming. And I, I did want to know how awesome is he? Oh, he's so awesome. He is dude. really, really nice. I mean, we, he, we, we put him through a lot on that Skype call. <laughs> I mean, what you see is just the smallest amount of time of how much he had to sit there and wait for us to light and mic and, and get everything set up. And he was very patient, very charming and gentlemanly. Yeah, and what really I fun loved to talk is to. that at, at first he was a little guarded, but then when he figured out that we're such turbo nerds, he really like warmed up to it. And he's like, oh, these are my people. And like it, it got, it, it kicked off from there in a big way. Yeah, he was great. Finally figuring out how to do this microphone thing. You get in the aisle, have them come out to you. Ah. <laughs> hey, I'm Doug from uh, Montana. Hey, Doug. Hi. Um, I am in desperate need of a new cyberpunk book. I just finished Ooh. rereading Neuromancer and uh, Snow Crash. Mm -hmm. what, were, what would be your suggestions? Um, anything by William Gibson, I would say. Um, Bruce Sterling. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for something more modern, Daniel Suarez, Demon, if you haven't checked it out. It's not exactly cyberpunk per se because it's new. It's what cyberpunk has turned into. Uh, yeah. It's about computers, and, and if you haven't heard of the book, it's about the idea that a, a famous programmer dies and leaves computer programming running afterwards that starts to do things, and there's a mystery to track down, and you're not sure if they're doing things for good or for evil. Yeah, and... and Daniel Suarez. Yeah. 
And uh, I think Charles Strauss is kind yeah, of cyberpunk no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rule 34 was one of our picks, and he's got a new book coming out shortly. He's, he's a former programmer, and he used to write for um, PC World in the UK. So he's like definitely... He's a, he's a pretty big geek himself, yeah. You so, kind of have to be to write like that. That's funny. So Lev Grossman used to write for Wired. Does that make him cyber fantasy? Maybe. I don't think it does. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Captain Dooley. I'm from Idaho. Hi. Um, Woo! I keep saying hi the same way. It's all like, hey, hey. Um, I think I'm like a lot of people here and that listen to your podcast. We listen to your podcast fairly regularly. We have a hard time kind of finding the book to get started, to get rolling in with reading with you guys, because you guys have a lot of series, which I love to read series, but I hate to just like, oh, they're reading the third book in a series of 15. No, we never do that. No, <laughs> the really. The only time we've only done ever... that is Dance with Dragons, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think, and that wasn't even a, the, was that even well, that the, might have been an was alternate that the official pick? pick? I, remember, I don't yeah. think that was the, we always, if we do do a series, we start with the first pick. She's I very think. insistent on that. Actually. Yeah, I would never do that because that would drive me crazy. But yeah, but okay, sorry. Okay, so I guess my question is, is how would somebody who has just been listening kind of get rolling into being more involved with like the forums and getting into the reading and all that? Mm -hmm. Kind of a, give us a quick beginner's guide to the Sword and Laser podcast. Sure. So everyone, if, if you listen to any of the shows, either the video or the audio show, um, we highly recommend that you join the Goodreads forums. And there's um, woo, Goodreads. And there's a, there's an introductory thread uh, where we ask people to kind of go in and say hello and what kind of books you listen, you read or, or listen to or whatever. And then there's also an FAQ on that site that Nick, one of our listeners, put together, which is amazing. Um, and then just jump into the discussions. We have a separate discussion thread. Um, I mean, uh, group for each book that we read. So if you want to just read the discussions happening about that book, you can click there and follow along. Um, we're also very good about spoilers. If there's any spoilers, we make use of the spoiler tags within Goodreads, so you have to actually click on it to see the spoiler. So that definitely helps. Um, but yeah, we, we start a new book on the first of every month, and we wrap it up by the end of the month. And we try not to give too, lead, too much lead time uh, uh, in, in saying what the book is, because then people start discussing it too soon, and then people feel like they're already behind it's by the time. It's a delicate balance. The, yeah, it's very, it's very fickle. Um, but that's, that's the best way to do it. Just jump in on Goodreads, listen to the podcast, and, and you'll pick up pretty quickly. There's a what else are you reading section, which is a good place to just jump in, because it, it doesn't matter what you're reading. You can just talk about it. And, and it's a great place to find new recommendations as well. And there's a sci-fi fantasy news section, TV, movie, and games section. And you can jump in there, sort of get to know people and wade in before you have, feel like you have to jump into one of the major book discussions. Yeah. And all the podcasts and all the videos are also linked from the forums um, in a pretty orderly way. So if, there's, if you feel like you've missed something, you can go in there and, and see them all too. Hi. Tim from Indiana. Hi. Hi, Tim. Hi. So uh, my question for Veronica is, what is your favorite laser book? And for Tom, what is your favorite fantasy book? Oh, that's hard. Oh, man. Um, my favorite fantasy book would probably be a tie between The Chronicles of Narnia for pre-18-year-old me and Lord of the Rings, uh, which I, I don't care if it's a common pick. It's just the like signature work of fantasy sci-fi literature of this century and probably several. Oh, geez. This is really tough for me. Um, you have it easy. I Memoirs feel like there's more... found in a bathtub yeah, no, by no, not Stanislav. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to and she has, was... she's not hedging because she hasn't read sci-fi. She's read plenty of sci-fi yeah. and likes it. I'm just having a hard, hard time thinking pick. of like one that it's is my a, favorite. There isn't that Tolkien 
in sci-fi. There's several Tolkien's. There's Asimov. There's Arthur Clarke. There's H.G. Uh, Wells. Yeah. There's Heinlein. Yeah, I mean. Frank Herbert. Um, yeah, I guess maybe maybe something like, gosh. I'd probably have. Well, I, my favorite sci-fi. is I really Bill love. Cater, I, I. Oh man. Sorry, this is hard, and I'm Say taking, a few, it, I'm taking it way more seriously than I probably need to. Um, <laughs> I really love. I love Snow Crash. I love. I love. I William Gibson was one of my original like 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 writers that I adored. So he's so he's, he's your one of my C.S. Lewis. I guess. I mean, when I'm. I feel like I'm like two days from now. I'm gonna be like, Rawr! like think of one that I really love the best. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess I err more on this like cyberpunky kind of side of things. Do you have any uh, books on your shelf that you still keep from a sci-fi author? That's how I try to think about it in my head. Like, what are the ones I actually held on to? I don't uh, know. I'm gonna have to look at my Goodreads right. picks. And we'll go ahead it out. on to the go next question. Go answer another question. Well, do we have time for one more question? Okay, I'm just wondering, now that you've had George R. R. Martin on, is there anything that you can think of that would beat that? Yes, the resurrected ghost of J.R. <laughs> <or> Tolkien. <laughs> oh, that uh, would be amazing. Uh, yeah, maybe a hologram, <laughs> kind of a Coachella sort of thing would work. No, seriously, you're, you're right. I mean, yes, Neil Gaiman is going to be Fantastic. Yeah. If we if we can make that happen, which we we're hoping we can, uh, there's yeah there's a lot of great great folks out there. You're right though, man. It's that's pretty. It was pretty epic getting a chance to talk to him. It was probably the the biggest interview of my career. I would say I definitely considered it like the biggest get for me. And I've done a lot like with technology and 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 you know different genres and stuff like that. But that was just I almost passed out. It's the closest I've come to vomiting. Yeah. Before an interview. Yeah, I would have to say that. I would as say, well. and I hadn't even <laughs> eaten the onion soup yet. You know, so. I guess for sci-fi, I'm gonna have to say go with Ender's Game because yeah. it is like even Good though choice. I talked about it earlier, yeah. but it really was one of like the first. So my my dad got me into sci-fi and fantasy when I was a little kid, and that was one of the first books I, I got my hands on. That and Tail Chaser Song by Tad Williams, and so yeah, those were two of my early favorites, and they're still some of my favorite authors and books to this day. So, yeah, it's an easy answer, but it's probably true. That was a great question, by the way. Yeah, uh, thanks it really for stumps that. me. I'm going to have to think about that some more even. Well, that's it. We've got to make way for FilmSec here at Nerdtacular. But thank you all so much uh, yes, for spending time wanna... chatting with us. We've got some bookmarks. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, the email address is feedback at Sword and Laser. Our website is swordandlaser.com. And all of our discussions happen over on Goodreads. And we will talk to you guys later. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, <laughs> everybody.